Payments Podcast from Bottomline Technologies. The payments industry is a minefield of new regulation, innovation, collaboration and fraud prevention. With so much going on, it's fair to say that organisations of all shapes and sizes could be forgiven if they're not quite on the money when it comes to staying abreast of changes and identifying what's important, what's not and what needs to be done by when. Hello, I'm Rich Williams, host of the Payments Podcast. And in this episode, I'll be chatting to Ed's Ashed Grant, General Manager of Payments for Bottomline, about the most important payment trends to track over the next one to two years. Hello, Ed, and thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Rich. So, Ed, given there's all this change pending and in progress already, can you summarise for us some of the key themes that are emerging when it comes to business payments in 2019? Absolutely. Uh, thank you. And I will come with a short list of five today. Uh, we'd like to go through the flavouring of payments, as I call it. Uh, always good to catch up with regulation. And then the age of the fintech that's now upon us. Partnerships, which are essential in, in open economies. And uh, a bit of a wild card, if we have time, about sanctions and fraud checking. Thanks, Ed. That's a nice little short list for us there. Um, if we look at these in a, in a bit more detail then, beginning with, uh, using your terminology, the flavouring of payments... Is it safe to assume that this is one of those new overlay services that we've heard about in the UK? It is. It's certainly linked. Uh, Some people might have heard about this ISO 2022 jargon. But yes, it it is linked. It's in consultation now uh, under the badge of enhanced data. Got you. So when is this service set to go live? How will it work and what will the benefits to corporates be? Well, timeline, we're talking around 2021-2022 timeframe. Uh, And this is all about adding the data to the payment so corporates can indeed pull out some benefits. So we we do have like this holy trinity in the industry and this triangle of the invoice, the payment and then financing behind it. And this definitely brings those together, certainly the invoice and the payment. So what does that mean? Well, with that extra data, you have things like reconciliation that becomes automated, cuts out a lot of Uh, wasteful time in the back office. It's easier to check for criminal activity. Uh, Tax uh, activity can have straight through processing, can be much more effective. So lots of benefits and it would show up in things like in the future clicking on your bank statement and up pops your payslip or, or your invoice, something like that. So Lots of change to come and when I say flavoring of payments to me that's like a vertical flavoring. I can see champions of certain mini ecosystems popping up like school payments or maybe shipping payments where all the shipping documents are associated with the payment or or pharmaceuticals have a certain industry bunch of documentation that comes with the payment to make it a complete transaction. I guess that ties in quite nicely then with the new payments architecture, uh, the initiative that's set to replace backs and faster payments in 2021 and 22. Would that be fair to say? Yep, spot on. On that note then, what do businesses and corporates need to know right now about this? I'd say right now um, the word is phasing. This is going to happen in phases. There's a lot of activity. You'll hear about uh, activities like confirmation of payee, request to pay and these data enhancements. But the important thing to bear in mind is that there's new models that will emerge, a number of models. They could be aggregation models that brings all the data onto one screen. It could be straight through processing. 
improvements, uh, like mentioned with uh, invoices and payments coming together. It could be advice and analysis with, with the machine learning and artificial intelligence blended into it. You can have comparison advice on screen. And probably another exciting area is just the bucket of still to be invented as all these changes come through. So I would say business and corporates right now, I would encourage you guys to innovate and look at this stuff and not just comply. And maybe it's one example. We, we know in the industry and some metrics that have been created on this that up to one third of payment card volume is at risk with some of these changes where you can pay direct by the bank accounts. So we're having early conversations with airlines and with the car retail industry just to see how they can use these changes to improve their models. So exciting times. So it sounds then like the playing field is open up for much more competition, hopefully with that more innovation. Are we only talking about financial institutions here or, or corporates as well? Oh, definitely both. Both and together. This is uh, a world of sandboxes, APIs, SDKs, development portals, all of these technical terms buzzing around. What does it actually mean? Well, everything now is moving to real time. So one fun exercise is just to put real-time in front of everything you have in, in the office. So real-time payroll, what would that mean? Could people be paid daily or weekly rather than the monthly cycles that are offered in place? Real-time cash flow, real-time disbursements of loans or, or insurance payments. So with real-time, new models start to emerge. New models with different risk profiles, different liquidity treatments and positions. It, it gets quite exciting around where the world will go now that uh, this is possible for corporates to open up the age of fintech. And probably final thought on that is you, you do need to look at what you have in-house and perhaps what partnerships or what other help you can have to try and create some of these new models. I suspect that with everything going on here that not everyone will be able to tackle all these changes as quickly or, or in a, such an agile fashion. Um, what are you actually seeing happening on the ground at the moment, Ed? Uh, well, yeah, similar to this word partnerships uh, I just mentioned. It's um, definitely more activity, people working with uh, each other in new ways. So I would say you need to make your bets on this. It's a time where Revenue can be shared and some intellectual property shared to expand into new markets. I see it as tech in and tech out as another viewpoint. So technology in is enhancing your product and your service charter. And tech out is more distribution channels where, again, you could partner and collaborate to get your solutions out there. So we're in business payments. That means digital payments. There shouldn't really be borders these payments should be interoperable globally and trend towards a single standard. So partnering up with uh, new organisations, new fintech houses, seems to be a sensible way to go strategically. And as we know, there are often unintended consequences at these times of significant change in the industry. What else would you pick out from our buffet feast today as one to watch out for? Yeah, this is always an interesting area. Um, with change, there's definitely the unintended consequence. And I guess speaking with regulators, one of the ones I would highlight today is the in-house sanctions that's starting to emerge. 
Corporations are looking to bring sanctions, AML checking in-house more and more. Why is this? Well, with the new models, and one of them is, is called a TPP, a third-party provider, um, we have the ownership of transactions moving away from banks. They've had to open up their secure vaults of data, and these TPPs, authorised TPPs, can make payments and balance inquiries on behalf of an organisation. So I quite like the term know your transaction, KYT, that takes it right down to the next level beyond KYC. Corporations cannot depend on banks only to pick up any dodgy transactions, bad players, bad actors on the field. They can work with this new breed of TPP, but they also have a responsibility to know exactly where their payments are going. So Ed, you've covered a number of themes there from regulation, partnerships and the flavouring of payments to the larger role of fintechs and the need for corporates to know where exactly their payments are going. Bundling it all together, what would be your top three takeaways for a corporate listening to this podcast today? Uh, Top three, Rich. I I would say, first of all, uh, treat this as opportunity. This isn't just compliance, and and this is really a mindset. If, If you can see the opportunity ahead, you know, the regulators want innovation. That's part of their driver behind some of these changes. So treat it as opportunity. Secondly, let's hear from the voice of the corporate. Sometimes in banking and payments, the voice of the corporate is lost, but it's a great time to reach out to fintech partners like ourselves who want to hear what problems there are in the market to solve now that we have a new landscape with all these themes coming through. Uh, And then thirdly, just get educated. There are a plethora of webinars, uh, podcasts like these, news alerts from um, subject matter experts, in different organisations where you can easily get schooled and uh, plan the way forward. Without a doubt then, it's going to make for an interesting time over the next few years, whether you're a financial institution or indeed a corporate. Um, Ed, thanks for sharing this insight with us today. It was great chatting to you. Thank you. Been a pleasure. And for more podcasts on all things payments, please do check out the Bottom Line Payments podcast on iTunes or visit our website. Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.